Hello and welcome everyone to the Sketchnote Army podcast. This is your host, Mike Rohde, the author of the Sketchnote Handbook and the Sketchnote Workbook, and I am here with Kate Tolnai. Kate, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me, Mike. It's such an honor. Well, it's so great to have you on the show. Another perspective and another voice, which I love to to present and uh, to have give opportunity to share. So thank you for providing that. Um, yeah. I know that uh, in general, you're very interested in education and a few other things. So we're going to touch on those, but I'd like you mm-hmm. to give um, just a sense of who is Kate Tolnai and uh, what are you up to? How did sketchnoting happen to you, uh, with you? And then how are you applying it in your life? It definitely happened to me. That's a perfect <laughs> way of saying it. Interesting. <laughs> um, so about a year ago in March, um, I attended a conference in Palm Springs, a Q conference. And um, Q is a nonprofit for uh, educators in the states of California and Nevada, which, funny, now I work at Q. Mm, so that's a whole other story. But um, back in March, there were several um, popular sessions on sketchnoting. And I'd always you know, witnessed it and watched it and was slightly intrigued by it. But man, it was so, the passion around it was so palpable. And it just seemed like it was such a buzz um, Mm -hmm. in this education community. And Q tends to attract um, tech users, tech Mm -hmm. educators that use technology. um, And our origination is computer using educators. It's an acronym. So um, anyway, so once I kind of felt that vibe, um, I proposed... Uh, an idea to a bunch of people that I trust very much in the sketchnoting community. Um, Wanda Terrell, um, Sylvia Duckworth, Pablo Diaz, and Cosma, I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misty Kuzner is actually, uh, Kuzner mm-hmm. is, is a particularly inspiring person who I'll touch on later, um, and Jenna Picotta. But this group of us just thought, you know, we can't be in a bubble here and enjoying the benefits of of sketchnoting in the classroom and as educators and with our students, we need to share this. And um, so I would say, you know, sketchnoting was done to me, but then it just has become me Mm. and I have become it. And it has been over this last year, it has just totally revolutionized the way I think, the way I um, prioritize my listening skills was as a learner and as a presenter, it's just been very powerful. So, yeah. That's pretty. That's a pretty great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, talk a little bit more about this community that you're talking about. I know a little about that. I've crossed that community, and I've noticed too, sort of the excitement in the education community. I'm I'm feeling it as well because I'm mm-hmm. providing some teaching in some school districts and speaking with people in this space. But I think you being a lot closer to the space would be better to describe that. Yeah. So, just a, a little bit more background on me. I actually taught middle school for about 10 years. And then the last four years, I've been teaching educators, teaching teachers at the district and the county level. So um, in August, I actually transitioned to start working at Q, like I mentioned. Um, So now I'm continuing to work with educators, but I'm focusing now on marketing and communications, which is a, a, a bit of a divergent divergence. Um, but it's, it's pretty amazing how it's all aligned. Mm. Um, and the, I will call it a movement that came out of that Q conference last year. We call it the sketch 50 community. Mm 
Um, and you can find our website, sketch50.org. And um, like I like I mentioned, just one idea kind of snowballed and, and we capitalized on each other's skill sets. Um, but this community is really based around this notion of growth mindset. So um, we were, we really wanted to start help, help people develop uh, their visual vocabulary mm-hmm. because what we were finding uh, is that there was a lot of tension and apprehension around doing live sketch noting um, at a conference or even having their kids do it. There, there, people had a hard time wrapping their heads around that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how to get how to get it all produced and, and look a certain way. And so, Sketch Fifties basic premise is to lean into your growth mindset. Like, uh, maybe you're not an artist, but it doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. know, maybe, maybe you call it a sketch note or a doodle or mm-hmm. I don't know, anything you do- you want. And truly my, your book was pivotal in helping a bunch of us that were at the helm of sketch 50 really wrap our heads around, um, the basics of sketch noting and the whole community and the sketch note army community. It's just been amazing to unlock the resources and the expertise and to see it then transition into the classroom has been amazing. Wow. And, um, mm-hmm. so f- two things I was going to ask one growth mindset. Can you give us a really brief description if someone's not heard of that before? Absolutely. Um, so it's, if you can, uh, let's see. The opposite of growth mindset is closed mindset. Mm-hmm. So it's when, uh, so I'll, I'll explain growth mindset in that sense. So to have a closed mindset is to say, I can't, I won't, I don't. To say growth mindset is to simply put yet on the end of that. So mm. I'm, not, I'm not an artist yet is an example of growth mindset. Um, I don't know how to sketch note yet. I'm not good at math yet. And so it's kind of that notion of um, failing forward, um, celebrating the journey of learning mm-hmm. versus just the end product. Right. So there's less, less of the emphasis on the final output and more on the experience of getting yeah. from point A to point B. That, that happened to me once. Uh, oddly enough, I did a, a chalk drawing for, uh, for someone and I walked in and he says, have you done lots of chalk drawings before? And I said, actually, I haven't, but I'll be an expert by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I guess that's a growth mindset. But You, you leaned in hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting paid for that one. So I, I had a sense that I could do some of it. But I mean, I've always had sort of that mindset of uh, experiment, experimentation and trying yeah. things. And that's, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, and especially in the creative arts like this, or, or even just in listening and, and, and speaking, that's such an area that people will judge themselves in and um, compare themselves. And so our goal was to really take all of that negativity away and to just kind of celebrate it. Um, and, and we had just such a, an amazing um, welcome in this global community that came out of it. I mean, within... Within a week, um, we had the small group of 10 of us had solidified a domain, made a website, Twitter handles, um, hashtags, and just blew up. And the reason why we landed at Sketch 50 was because the 50 um, represents the 50 days that lead up to National Drawing Day Uh, in May, which is May 16th. So it just so happened that... When this idea came to me as I was driving to work, I was like, okay, so if I do the math and if we start next Monday and and then I was like, oh my gosh, it's 50 days before National Mm -hmm. Drawing Day. Perfect. And uh, (laughs) 
never, needless to say, Sketch 52.0, we are shaping slightly differently because mm-hmm. um, we got some good feedback. But uh, that was that's the explanation of that. Mm. And I, 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 I know um, you guys reached out to me last year and said, mm-hmm. hey, would you be interested? And I said, hey, that sounds like fun. So I did it. I don't think I did all 50, to be honest. I have to come clean and say I didn't do all 50. <laughs> but I think I got like 32 or something like that. And life got crazy at the office and stuff. And I, uh-huh. um, but I was obviously still sketching every day. I often wouldn't yeah. post them or I didn't uh-huh. tag them or something. But it was really fun to sort of see that movement and people doing it and, and being able to watch people on Instagram, I think primarily. But I, I looked on Twitter as well. There was quite a bit of activity on, yeah. on Twitter as well. So that was really great that you initiated that, just did it. Like out of the blue, someone came up with this really cool idea. It's like, yeah. how could you say no to that? I, I Well, you could. You definitely sure. could. But the people who didn't, um, I think we've, we've all been very much changed by it. And and uh, so Wanda and I will actually be doing a session at ISTE this year. Um, which is held in Chicago in June. It's the International Society of Technology and Education um, on sketch noting for non-artists Excellent. is the title of our session. Yeah, and um, and there's been several presentations this year that we've done to just continue to share it. Um, so it's been wow. fun. It's been definitely <laughs> rolling, rolling with its uh, with itself, and like you said, it's got a momentum to it, which is really great to hear. So um, to, to, pull, to bring it full circle, the other question I had was, yeah. tell me a little bit about how it impacts students, because I have a middle school student and younger, younger yeah. you know, kids in my house, and uh, we practice drawing a fair amount. Um, but I'm kind of curious to see from a teacher's perspective, how do you see it impacting and how is it being applied? It's such a great question, and it's one that we have really dedicated our efforts to, to studying, because... Um, Again, we were really blown away by the classroom. So not only individual educators, but classrooms of students that participated in Sketch 50. It was amazing. In fact, even my niece, who's a teacher in Southern California, um, I happened to be talking to her when I was visiting my parents. And and I mentioned Sketch 50. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. Do you know about it? And I said, oh, I do know about it. <laughs> I got a surprise <laughs> so for you. That was wild. That was wild. Um, But what we've really uncovered is creating five minutes a day, if only five minutes a day, to allow your students, to invite them to engage in this this creative process, Um, it it unleashes, it just gives them permission Mm -hmm. to to process information differently. And and then the social components of it is very cool. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily show off a page of, of written or word processed information or notes, but mm-hmm. you're sure as heck going to show people your sketch note if you think you got a couple cool things in there. Um, and so, and, and even just having, listening to the way that kids will go back to their notes that they've sketched um, has been really exciting. Uh, you start to understand the retention process in the brain. And when you have this emotional connection to what you're learning, as well as the visual and and um, and language components all coming together, I mean, that, that information just sticks to the brain mm-hmm. in a really different way. Uh, so we've seen retention increase. Um, we've seen just enjoyment. And, and honestly, the sense of accomplishment um, that some of these kids have uncovered in themselves with this growth mindset. So even if it's not linked to the sketching itself, um, they're just, it, 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 it shifts a culture in the classroom that, uh, 
the, the yet, the power of yet. Mm. Um, really interesting. So yeah. I can imagine that's pretty powerful because once you believe you can do it in this small, you know, area, then you can apply it to other areas and suddenly everything is a yet, right? Then it sort of changes your whole yes. perspective, which is like, like a teacher's dream, right? Yeah, <laughs> Because exactly. otherwise, you know, kids would want to be open to trying things and being, you know, like you fail and you kind of laugh and then you, you know, deconstruct like what went wrong and how can I do that better next time yeah. when I try it, right? Like that whole, that's just basically learning right there, right? It's yeah. not the fear of uh, making a mistake, but to say even the mistakes are valuable. In some cases, maybe the mistakes are in way more valuable than if you did it perfect the first time, right? You're mm-hmm. actually seeing the edges and figuring out where, how this is going to fit into your life and how it applies. So that's really yeah. great. Well, and I was just going to say too, it, it was an interesting um, unintended consequence that we noticed as Sketch 50, well, as the first couple of days had gone by and, and a week and then two weeks, we started to notice that there were these really talented artists that were participating mm-hmm. and totally took interpreted the prompts that we gave people each day in a, in a really unique way. And, um, and I think in large part, you know, this, the sketch note army, at that community coming to, and I think strategic tagging of you and some other kind of heavy hitters in this realm, um, up the ante, but there were just really talented artists that jumped in and we started to, to feel as a group of moderators that, um, we didn't want people to look at that and, and strive for something that might not mm-hmm. be within their skill set, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And at the same time, we loved the modeling of it. And, and, and so that was a really like, you know, an interesting kind of tension that we noted and we're not, I think tension's really healthy. I think it's good to see that, that even though we didn't intend it, that's what came of it. But I think that's going to be our challenge this year is to mm-hmm. um, continue to welcome a really diverse community but also stand stand true to this notion of bite-sized little chunks mm-hmm. of creativity. So it'll be interesting. Could be um, maybe an idea. Something that I've been trying to do more often when I post sketch notes that I do is <clears throat> to maybe describe the challenges that I had doing it. Right. Ooh. So like, oh, I, I really didn't like the way this turned out. It got a little crunched up, or like to actually expose the things that I feel like I could have done better after reflection. And maybe that's a challenge to the to the more experienced people who are doing this beautiful work to say, you know, I could really improve on the hands or whatever that little thing is, like offer offer some way that you could improve it. And so that when students especially see it, they don't feel like, oh, that's just the perfect thing and I can never achieve it. So I'm going to quit. But it's more like, wow, they, they struggle with stuff too. Just like, just like I am. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. Might be, might, might be a way to think about it, but um, I just, uh, I, I love the idea and I, I can't wait for it to kick off again this year and we'll, Me too. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely help support that and uh, promote it uh, out in the community that we have influence in. So, um, question for you next. I know that you're mm-hmm. really into digital sketch noting, so talk a little bit about how you do it and any tools that you might recommend to somebody who's listening that's considering that. Yeah, it just so happened that when I started really getting into sketch noting, uh, it coincided with my acquisition of an iPad Pro <laughs> and right. uh, Apple Pencil. And um, it, it pretty much there there it's a game changer of mm-hmm. of a duo for me creatively uh, and the app that i learned about at isti two years ago from sylvia duckworth was procreate 
um, which is an app that costs, I think it's up to nine ninety nine right now. And it's, I kind of describe it as like the, the Photoshop of drawing apps, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, there's so, so much that you can do with it right. that I don't even access. But <clears throat> one of the things that I have started to do, um, <clears throat> when I create my pieces is, um, I create containers, um, mm. but uh, I know that in your in your book and and when you look up you know examples of of containers, you'll you'll see a slew of different um, shapes and sizes. But I really let mine come together organically, and I mm. think of each of my containers as almost like a bullet point for my notes. I'm a super type A linear thinker. Um, and so sketch noting is super uncomfortable for me at the core because I, I'm used to lines and symmetry, but, um, those containers have allowed me to, um, compartmentalize my thinking. And so I don't necessarily try and connect one idea to another. I felt really pressured when I tried to do that live. Um, and I admire people who can do it. It's just not where my brain is at. So, Mm So one one thing that I really give my myself permission to do is is to create these chunks of ideas and rep and uh, represent them with these images and and words. Um, and I'm not shy about including a bunch of words because yeah, I mean, definitely. right? You mm-hmm. don't just have to all be visual or, or or drawn out like that. So no, exactly. And I've always proposed this idea that uh, sketch notes can be. You think of them on a slider, and one end is pure text, and the other is pure drawing, mm-hmm. and you're typically sliding somewhere in between the two, based on the context, right? So whatever you're trying to achieve, or maybe the way you look at them, might color the the choice of balance uh, that mm-hmm. you might choose. So, so that's perfectly valid. I think that's a great way to look at it, and a great way to adapt it to your own way of you know working with this information. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I love it. And um, the other thing I was going to say, and um, one of the best pieces of advice I got too was from Sylvia, and she said, um, get a Flickr account Mm -hmm. and share. Um, No matter how crazy you think yours looks, just share. So that was really powerful. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a great one. If someone's interested in that concept, there's a great book by my friend Austin Kleon called uh, Show Your Work. Uh, It talks Mm. a lot about uh, performing in public and and the, the reasons for doing that um, for some of the work that you do. Maybe not all of it, but, you know, some of it right. that you choose to, right? There's some stuff you may want to keep private. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, the way we sort of wrap up once we talk about tools and those kind of things, and it sounds like you're primarily using digital. Is there any analog tools that you would want to mention, or have you pretty much gone all digital at this point? Oh, maybe you can help me with the name of it. Um, it's the it's the notebook. It's has paper. Uh, it's coded, and then you can put it in the microwave, and it erases. Oh, uh, the rocketbook. Rocketbook. Yes, rocketbook. Oh my gosh, I have uh, Misty Klusner again. She's my my analog goddess. Um, okay. I she's an educator who is just and an artist and extremely talented. She uses that, and oh. Those are fabulous to watch and then to to know that it's being archived too, both digitally. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Yep, and I think uh, there's one version of the rocket book that you, uh, it's got a little circle on the cover. You put a cup of water in the microwave and all your writing disappears after you've put crazy. it up. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's so wild. <laughs> we'll make sure and put a link in the show notes for those of you who may may have not heard of the rocket book. It's, uh, it's yeah. pretty neat. I've, I've only yeah. played with them a little bit, so I'm, uh, I'm going to, focusing a little bit of 2018 on going a little deeper on those to see what can be done with them. So thanks yeah, for mentioning that. Absolutely. 
So um, let's let's end it up with uh, three tips. And the way I describe these three tips is let's assume there's a listener who's listening, who's gotten into sketchnoting, they're excited. Maybe uh, maybe they've run into some roadblocks. You know, they've got the growth mindset, but maybe they feel like they're they're more on the yet side than than anything, <laughs> right? And they want to move uh, farther up to the to the achievement. And they just need a little bit of guidance from you, Kate. What would be three things that you might suggest? They can be, you know, mental things. They can be very practical things. Uh, sure. It's wide open for you. Um, well, I'll go back to what I just shared with my first tip is just share, <laughs> you know, um, and, and finding uh, the right hashtag to share on social media could be really exciting. But it doesn't even have to be that formal. It can just be um, showing someone else, literally walking up to somebody else and showing them or, or, um, turning any sort of, uh, activity that would require processing and output, turning that into something that's more visual and then Mm. showing it off. They really think you learn a lot about yourself when you have to talk about it, you know, and teach others. I agree. That's one area. Um, two, I would be remiss if I didn't say to always lean into your growth mindset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that you know, it's really not about the drawing or the sketching. It's just completely about, um, approaching life with this power of yet. Uh, John Ike is a friend of mine and a, an accomplished speaker. And he has done quite a bit of work on that idea of the power of yet. Mm. Um, and lastly, very practical. Um, we don't, worry so much about um borrowing from other people mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. <laughs> and trace i i learned I've, I've refined my skills because i trace and um it, when you do it digitally you can import a picture and lower the opacity and trace the outline mm-hmm. and then make that picture the original one disappear and then i use those tools to fill in and color and shade in a way that becomes my style. So um, if you see a really good drawing, um, don't assume that that was done freehand. You know, it could have been traced. And and really, I've learned a ton by borrowing ideas from other people and, and borrowing images and, um, you know, obviously respecting the sources. But sure. the power of tracing has just totally changed my confidence when it comes to drawing. So well, that's, that's a really great practical tip. I think some people don't always realize like whenever I do illustration work, I'll often hit Google images just to get even inspiration for how things look. And I may still draw it by free, you know, freehand it, but at least I've got a reference to understand, oh, that's right. That's where that connects and those kind of things. So great, great suggestions. So, well, thank you, Kate, for making it on the show and uh, spending some time with us. I'm so excited about what's happened with Sketch 50 and how you're making this go in the school systems. I'm, I'm excited to be part of that as well a little bit. And, um, can't wait for Sketch 50 to begin again, and I'll definitely be in on it this time. I'll do all 50, I promise. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you don't. I won't tell. <laughs> well, and I just I want to make sure I, I thank you very publicly for your generosity, giving us some books to raffle off. And, and just overall, Mike, you've been such an inspiration. And I, I let everybody know that you are so responsive on social media, and the, the gift that you give to this community is so real. So I really wanted to thank you for that. Well, thank you so much. It's quite an honor. And oh, I yeah. hopefully that uh, gives me the kind of fuel I need to keep on doing it. So thank you so keep much. Keep it up. <laughs> awesome. Well, everyone, thanks, Kate, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, this will wrap the show for this week. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week on the Sketch Note Army podcast. Thank you. Bye.